today to This Needs to Be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it. We're going to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us. It's the middle of the week. It's hump day, and we're going to go from the boardroom to the bedroom. We're talking with Rhonda Nels, the success instigator, in just a moment, and then we're going to follow up with Dr. Willahan. We've had some more interesting conversations or topics that's going to create conversations um, today with Dr. Willahan. So stay put. Take your pen and paper out because, you know, class is in session. We're getting ready to begin, but we're going to start a little light, of course, with the boardroom. We're going to learn three things on today with Rhonda Nails, the success investigator of project-push.org, three critical items every entrepreneur needs in business. Write that down on your paper. We'll be right back. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project.org hyphenpush.org. Are you or someone you love one of the 100 million Americans who are dealing with diabetes or prediabetes? At bloodsugarpros.com, we know that dealing with diabetes can be frustrating and overwhelming. Trying to keep your blood sugar levels in a healthy range is a hard balancing act. Bloodsugarpros.com is an online global community dedicated to helping people manage their blood sugar easily. Stop by today and get the support you deserve. www.bloodsugarpros.com Do you ever need a listening ear? Do you want to have a safe place to talk through life's challenges? At the Listening Corner, we provide a safe, non-judgmental zone staffed with warm, loving agents to give you a tranquil telephone experience. We provide certified spiritual coaches ready to listen to any topic you choose. Call us today for your free 30-minute consultation at 1-800-933-1115. 
Do you or someone you know have a child with autism or developmental disabilities? Would you like a fun and effective way to help this child communicate? Researchers at Purdue University have developed an iPad application geared towards teaching children with severe autism to communicate with others. This app teaches initial symbol vocabulary that the user can then expand into forming simple sentences. This app allows these children to easily express their basic needs while eliminating frustration. To learn more and download today, go to speakmod.com, S-P-E-A-K-M-O-D.com.
Thank you so much for joining us today. For this needs to be said, we're going from the bed, the boardroom to the bedroom. We're going to be joined now by Rhonda Nails, the success instigator of Project-Push.org. Hey, how are you, Rhonda? All right, you might have me on mute. Are you there? Well, <laughs> it's no good to have people on mute, is it? <laughs> no, How are you doing, can't Catherine? hear you instigate success. I'm wonderful. I was like, let me check myself. All right, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going to get it together. It's only here. Wednesday. Please? I got two more days. I got two more days. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so what you got for us today? Now that All right, so to, today I'm talking about the three most critical items every entrepreneur needs in business. So um, I hope that you have a pencil out something to write with because you need to write these three down. So let me go ahead and get started. So when I got started in entrepreneurship, my goal, my my main goal, my first goal, it was to make lots and lots and tons and tons of money. That was it. (laughs) That was it. It was just to make money. I didn't have a specific amount. I just wanted to make money. And I didn't realize this, that it was more than just making money. That was just a fraction of what entrepreneurship was about. And I didn't realize until I got burnt out and was ready to give up everything and go right back to the nine-to-five, okay? So hear me clearly. Entrepreneurship is about creating solutions. That's it, plain and simple. I mean, that's, 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 the, entire, that's the entire wagon. It's, it's about creating solutions. It's about knowing three very critical and very important things, and I'll give you a hint. These items are going to cost you nothing, but they are priceless. You're not going to find them in a store. You're not going to be able to buy them online, and you're not going to be able to negotiate their terms, okay? So you're not going to be able to go out and buy these things. So in order to be successful in business, and by successful I mean This is what you crave to do day in and day out, with or without money. You have to have these three items that I'm going to talk about right now for your business. So the first thing, let me just start with a quote. Nietzsche said, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. And I'm going to repeat that. Nietzsche said, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. So if you haven't figured it out, the first item that you need in business is your why. Why do you do what you do? Why is it important? Why, 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 why? Answer your why at least three times before you finally settle on a why. Is it for you or is it for others? Usually your why is going to be the thing that bothers you, the thing that doesn't sit well until uh, it's fixed or until you fix it. What is your why and why does it matter? That is a critical question. What is your why and why does it matter? Well, it matters because you need to be able to plant your gifts, your talents, your skills, your service into something greater than yourself because otherwise you're just hogging everything and you're useless. Otherwise, you, you also leave a lot on the table. Your why is going to be able to open more opportunities, more doors, and more money than you can imagine. You find your why, you ultimately will find your way. Okay? Find your why, and you will ultimately find your way. 
your why is way more important than money because it gives you a sense of fulfillment that money cannot buy, it cannot rent, it cannot lease. Your why will be the reason that you wake up, and your why will be the reason that you do not want to go to bed. It's that serious. It's that important. It will be, again, it will be the reason that you wake up, and it will also be the reason that you don't want to go to bed. Essentially, you, once you figure out your why, you will become the why. It will overtake you. It will make you look crazy. It will become like an addiction until you fully step into to serving your why. Find the thing that the world must know before you breathe your last breath and you find your why. And that is so important because a lot of us think that it's that money, it's that position, it's that title. It's your why. So I'll repeat that last thing again. Find the thing that the world must know before you breathe your last breath and you find your why. So that's the first thing. The second thing that you need in business is your who surprisingly uh, enough, your who isn't even about you. Your who, it it isn't even about you. It's about who you serve. Your who in business is critical because it's important to know and to also understand that nobody pays good money to see an award-winning play only to find out that they're at the comedy show, right? Okay? You pay for the play, but you're at the comedy show. This means you have to know who you are speaking to. Who's your audience? Who are the people that talk back to you? Who are they? Are they single? Are they married? Are they uh, like-minded entrepreneurs? Are they employees? Are they retired? Are they black, white? Are they Hispanic? Are they Indian? Do they have kids? Who are these people? Your who is equally important because speaking to the wrong crowd will not only get you booed, but it will also damage your career really, really, really fast. So, Become crystal clear about who your who is, okay? Again, become crystal clear about who your who is. And, you know, this may mean generating a survey or revamping your products and your services or just being really, really transparent and just asking, who is your who? You know, the worst thing that you can do in business is announce that your products and services are for everyone. They are not. And I'll give you an example. McDonald's serves a wide variety of people, but they do not appeal to to vegans, right? Why? Because their who is geared toward the folks on the go, not the nutritionally conscious folk. McDonald's caters to that wife and mother of two who needs a quick snack for herself and and a quick meal for her kids. McDonald's knows this, and they cater to who their who is by offering like snack wraps or, or happy meals or mighty meals. So who is your who? Remember, that's the second thing. Who is your who? Now, the final thing that you need to know in business that you must know, every entrepreneur must know, is how. The how will get everything set in motion. How are you going to do this thing called business? How are you going to do it? How are you going to get started? How are you going to get up unstuck? Your how will catapult you or keep you in the hamster wheel. It's either or. It's like a yes or a no. It's like the fork in the road. Your how is either going to send you to the right or to the left. Your how is like the elbow grease that you need to get to the next level, right? So if you're stuck or you're trying to get started, you're going to have to put a little work in, and you may have to put a little money in. 
And your how may not be pretty. It may not bring you lots of profits, but it will. It will export you into a different realm of success totally different than what you may be used to. Your how is probably going to look crazy to some people, but to the other people, it may be a solution for them. So don't ever discount your how. Focus on how um, to work your how. I know that it sounds crazy. Focus on how to work your how. Is it online? Is it through networking? Is it blogging? Do you have products? You know, the one thing to remember about your how is that your how will always be found via serving when you're serving other people. That's the only way that your how is going to be discovered, is when you are serving and making it happen for other people. It's really that simple, okay? Serve, and you'll figure out what your how is. It's really that simple. Find your why, your who, and then you get to work with your how by serving other people. That's it, guys. That's it. Serving or, or creating or, or doing your how, it creates a boomerang effect that has no choice but to overwhelm you with blessings and opportunity and, and, yes, of course, money. So if you figured out your why, if you figured out why you get up in the morning, why you have to make the world know um, this, this, this important piece of information or if it's solution, if you figured out your why and then you have figured out your who, the easiest part is putting the two together and then serve using your gifts and your talents. So, again, the entrepreneur and the business thing, this thing is not meant to be complicated. It's meant to flow, okay? It's meant to flow. Remember, we've got a why, we've got a who, and we've got a how. A why, a who, and a how. So understand that before you build that, that website, before you print your business cards, before you hire that graphic designer for uh, your logo or your slogan, whatever it is, or before you even get to your first networking meeting, the, mo the three most critical things that you need in your business are your why, your who, and your how. Okay, so if you guys have any questions, I would love for you guys to connect with me at rondanails.com and remember. Entrepreneurs don't panic, guys. We push. We pursue until success happens. Make sure that you connect with me. If you have any questions for future shows, again, rondanails.com. Catherine, thank you as always for allowing me to be on the platform. And thank you to your listeners for, for always having great uh, feedback and responses. Thank you so much, Rhonda. I'm over here taking notes myself. I was like, what is she going to tell us that doesn't cost money again? We know that <laughs> why, you, why, like, who like what, else, what else did she find? What else did she find uh, outside of your great, not this week? I think we do not still have week. something, though, your, your resource guide. I think we still have something there. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of This Needs to Be Said, Rhonda, and we'll see you back next time. Absolutely. Everyone likes free stuff, right? 
What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project hyphen push.org I am a dreamer of the dreams woven supporting that world dreams woven into reality with a support system to help my business and entrepreneurs like me stay on track are you a dreamer? Do you need guidance or accountability to stay on track? Or simply want others excited about your dreams as much as you? Well, let's grow together. No excuses. Go to DreamsWovenSupportNetwork.org. Go to DreamsWovenSupportNetwork.org. Come on and live your dreams with me so I can breathe. This portion of This Needs to Be Said is sponsored by Angel Bee Enterprises and the Praise Network of Greensboro. To find out how we can sponsor, promote, and market your business, ministry, or organization, please visit us online at www.angelborino.com or www.bit.ly forward slash The Praise Network. Has anyone ever told you that you should put your story in a book? Do you have a passion for a well-put-together story? Either of these scenarios will make for a great book, but if no one knows it exists, it doesn't matter. Having a great story but failing to properly market it will leave you feeling defeated. Book Marketing 101 with Angel B is the solution. She offers answers to your questions in her latest three-step video e-course. It takes you from step one of pen to paper all the way up to getting the word out about your bestseller. Check out the website at www.bit.ly forward slash angel book today for more details start your e-course immediately in the comfort of your home go to www.bit.ly forward slash angel b book and start spreading the news turn it up for me
child with autism or developmental disabilities? Would you like a fun and effective way to help this child communicate? Researchers at Purdue University have developed an iPad application geared towards teaching children with severe autism to communicate with others. This app teaches initial symbol vocabulary that the user can then expand into forming simple sentences. This app allows these children to easily express their basic needs while eliminating frustration. To learn more and download today, go to speakmod.com, S-P-E-A-K-M-O-D.com. Do you ever need a listening ear? Do you want to have a safe place to talk through life's challenges? At the Listening Corner, we provide a safe, non-judgmental zone staffed with warm, loving agents to give you a tranquil telephone experience. We provide certified spiritual coaches ready to listen to any topic you choose. Call us today for your free 30-minute consultation at 1-800-933-1115. Are you or someone you love one of the 100 million Americans who are dealing with diabetes or prediabetes? At bloodsugarpros.com, we know that dealing with diabetes can be frustrating and overwhelming. Trying to keep your blood sugar levels in a healthy range is a hard balancing act. Bloodsugarpros.com is an online global community dedicated to helping people manage their blood sugar easily. Stop by today and get the support you deserve www.bloodsugarpros.com 
Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. Create a buzz around your product or service through our custom-made media exposure packages. Get the recognition your business deserves. Show off your hard work through radio, television, and print media. We will place your product or service in 10 different media outlets. Let's give them something to talk about. Contact us today at info at thisneedstobesaid.com. That's info at thisneedstobesaid.com. want a place to talk about the things that you thought about but were afraid to talk about join us every friday night at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock let's just talk radio with your hosts juan g and ebony you know i've been waiting for about 30 seconds to say my name i don't know why you tracked it out so far but I'm so happy just to be just to have this opportunity to well, be able to talk. Well, we talk about life. Because, you know, this is Let's Just Talk Radio. Relationships. But I never get a chance to talk. I, did, have you Love. realized that? I just realized that. Let's just talk. But I never get a chance to talk. Let's just talk radio. <laughs> Join us every Friday night at a new time. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's just talk. Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well-organized and grounded, more joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life, which will in turn enable you to feel empowered? Then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com, where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness, because together is better. You've wanted to be an author, but you think that you can do it alone. You believe that your publisher or your distribution company can turn your book into a bestseller and generate a substantial profit for you, but you have been disappointed because what you expected is not what you have received. You need support. You need someone who believes in your vision of becoming a successful author as much as you do. Book Marketing 101 Authors Coaching Group is just for you. Frustrations and stressful marketing becomes a fleeting memory when you have someone to help you overcome the challenges. To find out how $7.97 per month can help you grow your author platform, 
Visit us online at www.angelbarino.com and take control of your author and book platform today. Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We're going from the boardroom to the bedroom. We're joined now by Dr. Maureen Willingham. Dr. Mo, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm just like eager. Like I'm, I'm just eager. I'm really excited. Uh, Those are great, great questions. These are awesome. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) This is a really thoughtful group that wrote these. I like them. I was like, oh, these are they. They get gooder and gooder. So let's let's just begin. I know people are waiting. I'm waiting. All right. Any particular order, or should we just lay them out? We can go with the last one first. Oh, I must answer this one a couple times a day, but let's let's good. Let's start from the bottom up this time. No pun intended. All right. So question number one is, how do you make your otherwise wet and loose pussy tighter for your man? So women worry more about the looseness of their vagina than men do. That's because I'll always ask every woman, is your partner complaining about it? It's interesting. The answer is almost always no. But if the answer is yes, it is often that if you dig deeper, there's marital discord or relationship discord going on. And his ED, which could be from something else, he's blaming on the looseness of her vagina. So it is, I have never really identified it as a size mismatch at that point. The vagina does get more relaxed after delivering a couple babies, usually after baby one, unless it was a traumatic birth, uh, things sort of go back to normal. Uh, baby number two, it doesn't quite go back the same. And, of course, the bigger the baby, uh, the the more stretching of those muscles and, and, and tissue, and they don't always shrink back. But Kegel exercises, that's the one where you, like, tighten up your – pussy um like if you're trying to pee and then stop peeing that muscle Mm -hmm. you contract in your pelvic floor to help you stop peeing that's your kegel muscle where you want to kegel and i always say 10 at every red light um and there's also uh balls um that are sold by various companies they used to be called benoit eggs or benoit balls uh they became popular again with the 50 shades of gray because she would have the balls in her vagina when he spanked her. Um, but there are different weighted balls that a woman can put in her vagina to contract, make her, make her continually contract her pelvic muscles to hold it up there. And it's sort of like an exercise reminder because if the ball starts to slip oh. down, you've got to contract to push the ball back up. So there you go. Huh. But I, so, right. so most of the time, the woman is worried about it. And the man is not. He's so grateful and happy to be there. He doesn't care what the labia look like. He doesn't care what it looks like. He just wants to bury himself deep inside and see it with a spotlight. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know what but, you were going to say, but that, that's great. I got, a, I got a church fan going right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there are a few cases where there needs to be some repair work done. And um, most often, if it is a necessary surgery, if your GYN says, oh, yes, we can fix this, your insurance will cover that. If you just are looking for a, somebody to beautify your pussy and, 
and, and you go into a plastic surgeon, your insurance is not going to cover that, and it's going to be a cha-ching for about twelve grand. So realize okay. that if you have a level of defect that is a medical diagnosis, your insurance will cover that repair. So there you go. All right. All right. We can start at the top now. <laughs> All right. That now that we first. got that one out of the way. Actually, uh-huh. I like that. I'm going to go with this number nine because I, I thought that okay. was a good one too because it sort of reminded me of somebody I knew. Um, okay. So here's what she, she she wrote or he wrote. I can't really tell. I assume it's a girl that wrote it. My new partner is a sweater. Not sure how I feel about that. I don't want to say ooh, but I don't want to be dripped on either. Uh, I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin the moment. So, this made me chuckle because I could totally recall an incident in my life where I was like, "Ugh, what is that?" Um, so, there's a difference between sweating together, where you're moving and sliding on each other, and your body contact is wet and and you're moving on each other and, and wet and hot together, that to me is different than when the one partner is relatively comfortable, maybe a little bit you know, heated up, but the other partner is like dripping beans of sweat all over your body when they're on top of you. And you're like getting spots in the face or on the side of the neck or whatever. That I think is to some people gross. And I think to other people, they don't care. They... So first I would want to know why the partner is sweating so much. Do they have cardiovascular disease and they are having problems getting their heart rate up and it's making them break out in a sweat? Uh, you might see this in somebody who's not an exerciser, maybe somebody who's a smoker. Um, so what are their medical problems? Can this be managed? Um, two, it can be caused by excessive worry or anxiety so if they're really worried about their performance and they have an anxiety condition, they're more likely to sweat more uh, and, and perhaps more inappropriately uh, for the amount of lovemaking that's going on or the amount of sex. And, um, and then sometimes it's just an autonomic response. Our autonomic nervous system is the part that gives us our, our sweat under our arms and our groin and so forth. Um, so sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's that you just ate a heavy meal with a lot of sugar or carbs, and it's just you're burning off a lot of energy. So assess the situation. If any of those things sounds like, oh, yeah, well, actually, we had just eaten a big bowl of pasta and garlic bread, and, and an hour later we were getting busy, and he was pouring sweat all over me, then that's probably not going to happen again. It's not going to be a regular problem. But if the guy is really nervous about having sex with you, uh, and they're you know pouring down sweat every time they're on top of you, then that may be something you have to discuss. Um, there okay. are things to help your you can you can make your underarms not sweat with something called Drysol, which is a prescription um, deodorant. Um, I can give people um, serotonin medications to make them sweat less, which is, controls the anxiety part. Uh, so there are some things we can do to manage it, but I think it begins with a little bit of a health history first. <laughs> okay. But that was okay. a good question. It brought back memories. All right. Maybe we'll just have to keep a towel on the side of the bed. I, I didn't know how you were going to go with that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that would help, but it's really more about that, not that the partner is sweating. Kind of them in the face with a towel. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, and it's not really about the person being sweaty because nobody's really opposed to that. It's about their drips 
dripping down like on your cheek or on your chest while they're mm-hmm. up over top of you. That like, you know, sometimes that doesn't. That's not as sexy. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, question number one: Why does size matter to women? Well, in fact, when we polled women, the majority of women said size doesn't matter, uh, which surprised me. Um, and I would conclude that uh, that if women said size doesn't matter, they've never had a large penis. Um, and they just don't know what they're missing. <laughs> right? So if the, if the person has always experienced average in their life and found that very satisfactory, they're happy. So the good news is if size doesn't matter, women are pretty happy with what they're getting. That's good. But women who have had a large penis rock their world one day will tell you, oh, yes, it, there's a difference. Um one of my patients said, I would rather do a guy with an average or small penis. They're much more grateful for the encounter, and they work really hard to please you. The guys with the big dick think they have it all going on, and they're selfish lovers. Oh, <laughs> wow. There might now, be a little all something are, to that. All of us who have encountered this are thinking, let me play back. You know what? There's something to that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. I thought that was actually very thoughtful in that she, she thought about it that way and said, I'm going to take the average guy because he's going to work a lot harder in pleasing me. The guy with the big boner thinks, hey, come sit on this, sister, because I just got a prize for you. And it's all about him and not about you. Mm. So, Who wants that? So, Who wants that? That's not my feeling at all. Yeah. Yeah. Now there is a thing such as too big. So so I actually do get people who believe their partner is too big or too long. And this one guy, he was a doctor, um and I said, "Well, you know, they sell these things. It looks like a bagel, <laughs> like a like a child's toy almost, a big fat bagel and it you put it on the penis first so that when he's penetrating, it blocks him from getting too deep. Uh it's sort of like a a spongy barrier. Uh, so that he can't penetrate those last couple inches. Oh. The guys hate those. Uh, they're ugly. Oh, they look like, ask. Yeah, so the answer. They look they ugly. They sort those. of look like the collars that you know dogs come home from the you know the vet. That they they sort of look silly, but they're functional. Same thing as those devices. So uh, guys really don't. That doesn't go over well. That recommendation. But the women are saying, look, I'm not going to let you penetrate me without that. So it's. It's it's a discussion that we have to have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is such thing as maybe too big. Oh wow! Well, um, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. You're still hunting for that, okay? Oh. Yep, it's all about proportion and and um, and the right fit. Uh, you know, there was a piece of data that I read that men, and I may have said this on the show before, that. Um, Men are attracted to women first by whatever they're looking at, their boobs or their butt or whatever they like first. Um, but they don't really judge whether they like like the girl till they have sex with them because they'll judge the longevity of the relationship based on how good they like her sex. And so sometimes women will go, he's so hot. What's he doing with her? Because she's so average looking. Well, because when he got with her for sex – it rocked his world, and that's all he really sees is how great her sex is. 
So it's really about the right fit. Mm-hmm. Wow. So <laughs> this is not a question on the list. And I, I've okay. always wondered this when it, it religious um, practices, you know, no sex before marriage. I'm thinking, what if you you follow that and you get with this person and your your puzzle pieces don't match? Right. So hey, that's a real you, problem. I, you know, and in yeah, Charlotte, just, just that's one of my biggest right. My biggest problem in Charlotte, my Charlotte clinic, is that many of my couples have followed the rules and not had intercourse until they're married. And so both of them come into the relationship with no experience. And um, that in itself is awkward because they've both done a lot of reading and watching TV. And, you know, the girl's expecting that when he penetrates that she's going to have fireworks go off. And instead she becomes frustrated. Because he's trying, and he's not really sure how it all works either. Um, so, so while those, it, it is more common in some areas of this country that people are still virgins getting married, it is overall less common that that's the case. Now, even of my very Christian folks, most of them will tell you that they've played around uh, and touched and licked and done other outer course kind of things before marriage. So... They generally get a sense, oh, wow, that's big. Of course, they have nothing to compare it to, right, because they've never seen another one. Um, and, and, you know, but he's thinking he's going to fit in that little hole. Eventually, it'll stretch, which is true. Um, but it's a matter of how relaxed she is to allow that to happen. So, you know, I know this isn't a very the right Christian thing to say, but, um it, it, you know, testing out the waters beforehand probably makes for a better mix in a couple. I think that a lot of people stay together for the wrong reasons when they partner up and haven't had sex before marriage for religious reasons. They just say, okay, well, we're married and we're going to commit to this. Well, let's so, go ahead and um, the question number two then, because that I wasn't meaning to go in that direction, but I was just thinking religious-wise, but as I'm looking at the list, we have one. Um, and I think about the double standard of men and women, and this is actually my question. Um, okay. Why is it okay for a man to talk about their past exploits but find it hard to hear about a woman's? And at the same oh, time, yeah. they do not want a partner to be inexperienced. You can't have it both ways. So that was the one that perplexes me. Um, so let's, yes. let's go into that one. I mean, yeah, religion says to, you know, whatever your religious practice is, you know, save yourself, make it special at night. But what happens if, you know, not even, let's say that one partner is experienced and the other one is not, and they're frustrated, and then at the end they say, well, you know, I put up with, you know, mediocre or terrible sex, you know, just to have this good girl, you know, and mm-hmm. they don't want mm-hmm. someone who wasn't a good girl or the mm-hmm. other people knew she wasn't a good girl. But you they're have cheating to with her. That. They're cheating with the girl who's not a good girl because they're married to the right girl, socially or uh, religiously, this happens all the time. Uh, they marry the right well, one because, this, oh, I know. Well, you and I are always on the right, the same uh, track when, with these discussions. But I agree with you on this. It's They can talk about their he-man self in the military. They, they got a woman at every port or whatever, you know, or uh-huh. whatever phase. Like when they were a high school football player, they – they got all this good sex, but mm-hmm. it would never be okay. I can't ever really think of a situation where it would be okay 
that the girl who was the cheerleader of the football player said, well, actually, I had some rockin' sex encounters, you know, when we were broken up, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, I hate to compare, but nobody would ever want to hear that because we would be judged. We're not allowed to have that sexual prowess, yet they want you to be that sex goddess in the bedroom. And this sort of goes along with the same corollary, which I just had this conversation again, and I think I may have talked about on the show before, is, you know, whether you have sex on the first date. And uh, Uh doctor men, doctors, smart, educated people who should be open-minded about anything, for the most part, said, if a girl does me on the first date, I will probably not call her back. I am always fascinated. So I said, wait a minute. You kissed her and touched her and licked her ear and rubbed her breast and rubbed her butt so that she wanted you. She knew she was connected to you. She's a smart woman, and she already assessed you and liked you. So she gave it up because you were craving it, and now you're not going to call her? And they go, yeah, yeah, no, I probably won't. It is amazing how often I hear that. I'm like, what kind of signal is that you're giving? So now you want us to fake that we don't want you do, to do you so long until we think it's okay. And then when you say, okay, it's okay for you now to want to do me, you know, now you've sort of suppressed that turn on. So I think yeah. part of the messed up society that we're in is that everybody's so busy pretending what they're supposed to be, what do you think he thinks I should be, and everybody does this judging, which is ridiculous. So you just, uh, my advice is always be who you are, do who you want to do, own it. If If you make a mistake, own it, and move on. Don't make such a big deal about it, but think clearly and don't, don't, don't fake it and don't pretend just to please somebody else or to play a game because it will get you into that game playing forever. But I agree with you. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, it doesn't make any sense. You want me to have experience, but you don't want me to have any miles on me. Right. Um, no, that's not going to work. Right. It's not going to work. Well, so you know, you're supposed to, was, I think that, I think you're supposed to only say you have three, three partners or something like that. I think that's okay, the standard I answer. Know, I didn't know that rule. Okay, well, I blew that. Yeah, I think it's three. Okay, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And and are we, and is this we're playing to the man's ego? Yeah. Right. So yeah, we're just letting him, like, have it the way he wants today. So it's like, who am I supposed to be right now? Um, now, as we grow wow. older as women, I think we love that we can play the businesswoman who's out at a business meeting and then look very proper and uh, businesslike, and then behind the scenes be a wild sex kitten jumping all over the bed in your hot little nighty or whatever. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that so as we get older, we get very confident, but that's really like almost like role-playing. It's today, this is who I am during the day, but at night I become someone different, and that's sort of the fun in the whole thing. But the, nobody's uh-huh. making you behave like that. That's who you see yourself as on those times of day. And that happens to be a turn-on to your lover or whoever. It's different uh-huh. that when you're being told how to behave or being judged by how you behave and really learning how to love embracing those sides of you, who you really are. Uh-huh. 
I'm sure you have a wow. few sides. Well, yeah, something about that. <laughs> so do we have a, do we have a fix for those men? You know, no, because it's, it's no, nope, because I wow. think it's cultural, it's society, it's religion, it's the whole, the all the same things. I had a married couple in the other day, thir- in their 30s, 32 and 35. They'd been married 10 years, very Christian-based. He taught seminary, cute couple. She had never had an orgasm, and mostly because she didn't touch it down there. And he wasn't really sure, and I directed them on some homework. And the very first night after the conversation, they tried exactly what I said. And she wrote me this lovely email and just said, we, I think we, we found this spot. It was so overwhelming that I needed him to stop. I was like in tears. And then she said, we moved on and did some of this. And then we went. I wanted to find that spot again. I was like, yep, that's it. And uh, she said I stayed on it. And I got my. She, she wrote that my husband said I was arching my back and making noises like he's never heard. And wow. uh, she can't remember any of that. And she says, and then I had to stop. I was. Uh, you know, by burst out in tears or whatever. She had her first orgasm, but she was fighting with the whole religious side of it's not okay wow. to touch your clitoris. It's not okay. Love what sex feels like. So I thought that was like the greatest thing ever that on one That's a visit. Yeah. Yeah, and they did the homework. They trusted that they could do this as a married couple. So I thought that was uh-huh. very cool. I think that so, is too. All right, so we'll move on to um, whatever other question you want to piercings. Go to next about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's great. So body piercings increase sexual experience. I really think the piercings and the tattoos. I did an article on this one time. I think it's really all about alpha and and naughty and turn on and sexy. Um, while they each of the different piercing types report, you know, some you know you hook your, the ball of the tongue on the cock ring or the the Prince Albert around the head. Uh, I don't know about all that, but um, I, I don't have any piercings. Um, it was it was a younger generation for sure, but I think that whole like the tattoos and the piercings all are edgy, naughty, and sexy, and so I think that draws the alpha and the curiosity out of everyone. So I think that's it. Okay. You just have to, you know, keep them clean. And but there, I did an article on do people people with piercings and tattoos have more sex? And the conclusion was yes. Uh, and they probably have a lot more relaxed sex. Um, okay, who's more insecure, uh, and why? I would say for the most part the women. Um, but uh, really? we see a, we see a lot of insecure men. Women are insecure about keeping their boyfriends, about how they look. Are their boobs big enough? Are they pretty enough? Does he think she's prettier than the other girls? Men are insecure about their performance. Is my penis long enough? Does she like it? Is it making her feel good? Can I hold my erection long enough? Um, That kind of stuff. So their insecurities and our insecurities are different, yet we rarely verbalize and admit those. Mm-hmm. Sort of sad. Wow. If we could talk them out, we probably wouldn't be so insecure. Who's thinking you were going to say men? Okay, well. Were you thinking like because like in what re- regard? Well, Just relationship? well, because of my question, because of my question, um, you know, why is it okay for men to talk about their exploits and not women? Yeah. So I thought I thought that would be like the reason and why insecure. they would be deemed more insecure than women. 
Well, so so you know the one medical student guy or resident that I said I said really this is ridiculous. Why would you guys not have sex with a girl that's hot for you and you love the sex on date number one? He said. So there were two guys sitting there. Both one was a medical student, one was a resident, and they both said, "Well, I think your worry would be if she was so easy to give it up for you that she's probably giving yeah. it up for someone else. That is an insecurity." But why do you statement. want her to save it when you're not saving it? Well, you're no here, kidding. You know, and and why is it okay? You know, so. Right. 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 And if you wanted her to hold on to it, why did you test her? Why'd you put the cookies in front of me if you didn't want me to eat them? You know. Right. Right. So don't open the box oh, of cookies and let me smell them. Yeah. You know, keep the box closed and tape them up because I'll probably figure out a way to get in them. Um, so anyway, so that would be an insecure statement uh, for, for sure. So maybe they have some insecurities that we don't ever see. Um, when it comes to sex hot people with hot people, it's almost never as hot. Isn't that a true statement? Um, so... All that hotness, first of all, is in your mind. So what I call hot might not be what you call hot. So whatever we conjure up as our fantasy. Okay, so for me, it's Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Okay. Yeah. I'll, bet he, I'll bet you he's probably good, though, too. So that would probably not be a good answer to this question. But, but whatever fantasy we create in our head, it is so d- detailed and drawn in that when we actually get the opportunity, it probably is like, he's just like every guy, every other guy. He's no different. It's the same maneuvers and the same, it, there's probably nothing special. I think what makes sex hot is the interaction between the two people having sex. It is not just the function of the fucking. I think it is the 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 talk and the emotion and the kissing and the 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 other stuff that's blended in to the encounter not just the mechanics of sex but the mechanics of se- of sex can be very sexy when somebody really knows what they're doing and takes you away with that you're just like wow but i think uh. our, we start with hotness as what our alpha is. And if I counsel one thing to women I, that are dating and tr- not finding the right guy on the Internet, I say, look, stop looking for what you always thought was hot. Go completely opposite. So if you always liked tall guys that are, you know, husky, go for an average guy that's a medium build. Don't look at the guys you always used to go for because you keep being attracted to that and you're getting nowhere. So change, because uh-huh. some of those smaller guys will just be packing a punch that you know nothing about. So, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about okay. that one. Um, yep, yep. I, uh, I know some I cases that didn't quite measure up, like a short guy I might yeah. have, you know, little, so it's not it's not 100%, but nope. most times. But most you look at the hands. In my experience. experience. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, why is a girl, why is girl on girl sex more acceptable than man on man? Again, I think that's societal because girl on girl sex is obviously pleasing to the girls that are participating, but men, that's their fantasy. So they don't care that those two girls have no interest in men at all. They love watching girl on girl because they get aroused. 
Um, girls in general, I'm going to say this two ways. I'm going to first make a statement that girls in general, guys will always tell you they don't like men on men's sex. Girls will also tell you they don't like to watch that. But I will tell you that probably 90% of girls never watch that. So they really don't know that because there have been many sexual health studies where they put people in a room and they have to watch different videos. And this was a Masters and Johnson's remake study. And long story short, whether they were lesbian women or hetero women, they were most aroused by guy-on-guy porn. And it isn't because I think they were turned on by watching two guys have sex. I think it was the most naughty and bizarre thing that they had ever seen that it aroused them that they were watching it. There's a difference. And so so in the Masters and Johnson's work, um, um, they were turned on by guy-on-guy porn more than anything. And I think it's just because it was novel uh, to them. But... um, but there are girls that are hetero that like to watch girl and girl pornography and will even partake in a girl and girl encounter uh, just for the fun of it um, because it's theatrical and they know it gets a rise out of the guy, no pun intended. Um, and uh, so I think that's really what it is. It's it's okay if girls kiss and girls do this, um, whereas it's like forbidden that the alpha male, two alpha males get together. And I don't, I don't okay. know that that'll ever change. So, um, and I know we're over time, but if we have oh, okay. time for one more, um, you okay. well, let me know. Cause if you have to go, then we'll go. But if yeah, you have I got like a couple, a couple more minutes, okay, um, great. Oh, so it's too see. bad. Not great. <laughs> All right. So my man wants me to be pleased, and he does a good job getting me to orgasm, which I do orally. But he wants it to be back-to-back, and I told him he doesn't need to work so hard at it. Once I come real hard, I'm good for a little while. How can I assure him that I'm pleased? This is a great question. For women, while we are capable of being multi-orgasmic, it doesn't mean we need to have them time, minute after minute after minute. We need a little refractory period, too, because it's really, really hypersensitive after that first great orgasm. So if he's a successful licker and gets her off, well, it's time for him to play a little bit so he can dive on in there and get a little for himself, and probably she'll have her second orgasm with a little vaginal penetration or maybe that she's on top and she's getting some clitoral stimulation. She'll come around for her second one. Uh, but it doesn't, if she, if either partner says I'm good, then take their word for that. They're good for right now. They'll let you know if they need some more. Uh, so, so I think she just needs to say to him, or maybe she needs to be more direct. I love when you lick my pussy, you get me, uh, a great orgasm, but it's overly sensitive right now, so I'd rather you penetrate me, and as soon as that relaxes, I'll be able to be ready. I'll let you know when I'm ready for my next orgasm or whatever. Sometimes you have to really be, you know, frank with them. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, that was that was very simple. Again, every time we have the questions, I don't know what you're going to respond. I, I imagine <laughs> I maybe Dr. Mo will say this or maybe she'll say that because it's just because – Part of me was thinking, well, maybe that's a, a form of rejection if you if you say, you know, no, I don't I don't want to, or I don't want you to try so hard, or you know, let's take a time out. I'm thinking any form of no 
could yes. be looked at as um, a form of rejection. So I was I didn't know right. which way you were going to go with that. As so don't that don't say no so, and leave them hanging. If they look like they're going to be upset by the rejection, say it is so sensitive right now from that last orgasm. I just need a little break time. And they'll be able to equate that to their penis. When they get off in you, then their penis is is really, really sensitive. They just want to lay there inside you for a minute and let it just chill. Um, so they know what that means. So that's a really honest answer. So be give more detail if you feel it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. But otherwise, just sort of move the encounter into the next thing until you come around for your second one or third one. All right, Dr. Willahan, I know I've got to let you go. Let them know how they can get in touch with you outside of this needs to be said. This goes yep. so fast every month. I know, but these were really, really good. I love these questions. So um, we can, you can find me at bestsexualadvice.com or you can find me at kissandtellbook.com. Uh, either one to, gives you all the other connections. So look for us, and, of course, look for me once a month here. Send in your questions. I'm always excited to get on. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. All right. Bye. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, arisen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks, in you? It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit, despite it all, black and white. Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise.
there will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing if you're waiting for that perfect perfect moment that perfect timing is not going to happen you know what you have to do you have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation that a lot of people become comfortable they stop growing they stop wanting anything they, they become satisfied people getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like jobs that are making them sick you see when you're not pursuing your goal you are literally committing spiritual suicide when you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for that takes you out of your comfort zone you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have when the messenger of misery visits you what are you going to do what will keep you in the game there are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life but that could save your life because you had that knowledge unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered you will never grow what is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong?
You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on easy. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Special thanks to our sponsors, Restoration Ministries, Church of God in Christ, where they're restoring the world through God's Word. They're located at 1204 Commercial Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Men of Action with LaShawn Huntley. Promoting social change one man at a time. They are located at menofaction.web.officelive.com. Therapeutic Concepts, Inc. with Asha Sims. They can be found at www.tconceptsinc.org. Center for Sexual Health and Education with Dr. Willahan. A Lifetime of Great Sex. They can be found at www.bestsexualadvice.com. Thank you to everyone who supports us by logging into the chat room, hanging out with us on the phone lines, and just logging in and listening online, period. Be sure to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash this needs to be said. Tell someone about the great show you just heard. Heck, if you thought it sucked, tell them anyway. Either way, tell them to tune in and share their opinion with us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is let's talk at this needs to be said.com. There is an elephant in the room, and hey, we're going to talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. 
Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.